Yo, what's up, everyone? G Money Stacks here. You may remember me from shows like Off the Meat Rat Chains, New York Avenue podcast, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, Sports Edition show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show. I'm here to talk to you at home about Spotify for podcasters. Why are you wasting and struggling with your money on a hosting site to promote your show with limited storages? Forget about it. Let's break this down. If you are a current Anchor user, don't worry about the changes. Everything will be the same with added new features. Spotify for Podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, is a free hosting site and phone app that gives you old and new creation tools, also provides free hosting with access to record, upload videos from podcast episodes, edit, add music to your show, monetize, Q&A questions, polls, distribute your podcast on streaming platforms tracking analytics plus the show's growth audience from international places canada usa international including long island and the five boroughs of new york and much more you can get money from sponsorship with no minimum listenership spotify for podcasters also offers hosting and a way to upload podcast videos to attract listeners also keep track of the number number of streams these are the important keys to making a podcast if you like to create a podcast and be a guest co-host like myself you can download the free spotify for podcasters app on your iphones android phones ipads android tablets apple mac and dell laptops with windows or check out the website for more information to get a head start on your podcast journey at www.podcasters.spotify.com. If I can reach success, so can you. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. I'm G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator. Thank you for listening to me and the podcast. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, USA, and happy Fourth of July weekend to to everyone that's in the military for from for their service. Thank you very much, and and of course, um, I hope everybody in in Canada, USA, international, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens is doing all right. Hope. Hope y'all having, hope y'all had a great weekend, and um, of course, um, and of course, you're rocking with the 273rd episode along with um, myself included of of this milestone show right here off the Meat Rat Chains New York Avenue podcast. Live and direct from StreamYard alongside with YouTube. And of course, myself is the Instagram live feed. So of course, be sure to turn on your, your notifications so you could so you can find out when each episode is going to be dropping on each streaming platform, which I will talk about in a couple of minutes at the end of the show. And um, you know, um, in the meantime, why don't you just go ahead and grab that subscribe button f- for me on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks Triple Five, where you see all the New York episodes on there, and and tap the Noni Noni bell along with alerts, so you can be reminded of when the live stream of the podcast recording episodes is going to start. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and and the topics included. Make sure you listen, stream, watch the episodes in case you miss any of them whatsoever. Don't worry. Download the episodes. Share the videos. Share the episodes um, along with everyone else that listens to podcast shows. And... And of course, be sure to tell a friend to another friend, and I'll handle the rest at the end of the show. So, um, without further without further ado, um, without further ado, we're gonna get into a little thing that I like to call. Hold on a second. I like to get into a little thing that I like to call. Hold on a second. Wrong thing. Mental health checking, man. Let's let's get into it right here. We got two topics to talk about in a mental health check, mental health check-in segment right here. So let's get into it right here. Okay. Okay, here we go. First and foremost, how am I feeling mentally, physically, and spiritually, you ask? Overall, ment- mentally, physically, and spiritually, overall, um, even though it's been a little bit of an up and down thing. Um, but at the same time, I am I am hanging in there. And um, in the meantime, let's get into the topic, mental health related. Um, let's see. And what, and 
one of the main topics um i didn't hear i never heard this before but um we're going to be talking about psychotherapy all right so psychotherapy so let's get into what it is right here and i'll just break it all down here Psychotherapy, sometimes called talk therapy, refers to a variety of treatments that aim to help a person identify and change troubling emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. Most psychotherapy takes place when a licensed mental health professional and a patient meet one-on-one or with other patients in a group setting. You might seek out psychotherapy for many reasons, including the following. Dealing with severe or long-term stress from a job or family situation, the loss of a loved one, or a relationship or family problems. Having symptoms with no physical explanation, such as changes in sleep or appetite, low energy level, lack of interest or pleasure in activities you once enjoyed, persistent irritability, excessive worry, or a sense of discouragement or hopelessness that won't go away. A health a healthcare provider suspecting you have or diagnosing you with a mental disorder that is interfering with your life. Supporting a family member or a child who has been diagnosed with a condition affecting their mental health. First being examined by a healthcare provider can help ensure that there is no physical issue that would explain symptoms. This step is important because sometimes symptoms like a change in mood or trouble concentrating are due to a medical condition. Uh, Psychotherapy and other treatment options. Of course, psychotherapy can be used as an alternative to or alongside medication and other treatment options. Choosing the right treatment plan should be based on a person's individual needs and medical situation and occur under the guidance of a mental health professional. Even when medication relieves symptoms, psychotherapy can help a person address specific issues. These might include self-defeating ways of thinking, irrational fears, problems, interacting with other people or difficulty coping with situations at home school or work elements of psychotherapy a variety of psychotherapies and interventions have shown effectiveness in treating treating mental health disorders um sometimes often the type of treatment is tailored to the specific disorder for for example the treatment approach for someone who has obsessive compulsive disorder, um, also known as OCD, is different than the approach for someone who has bipolar disorder. Therapists may use one primary approach or incorporate other elements depending on their training. The disorder being treated and the needs of the person receiving tr- treatment. Elements of psychotherapy can include helping a person become aware of automatic ways of thinking that are inaccurate or harmful. Um, and an example would, would be having a low opinion 
of their abilities and then finding ways to question those thoughts, understand how the thoughts affect their emotions and behavior and change self-defeating patterns. And in an approach known as cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, identifying ways to cope with stress and developing specific problem-solving um, strategies, examining a person's interactions with others, and teaching social and communication skills, applying mindfulness and relaxation techniques such as meditation and breathing exercises, using exposure therapy for people with anxiety disorders in which a person spends brief periods in a supportive environment learning to tolerate the, the distress caused by certain items, ideas, or imagined scenes until over time the fear associated with those things uh, dissipates uh, tracking emotions and behaviors to raise awareness of their impact on each other, using supportive counseling to help a person explore troubling issues and receive emotional support, creating a safety plan to help a person who has thoughts of self-harm or suicide recognize warning signs and use coping strategies such as contacting friends, family, or emergency personnel. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Personnel. Let's see. Let's see. Wait, wait, wait. Note that there are many different types of psychotherapy. Therapies are often variations of an established approach such as CBT. There is no formal approval process for psychotherapies like there is for medications by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. However, for many therapies, research involving large numbers of patients has provided evidence that the treatment is effective. These evidence-based therapies have been shown to reduce symptoms of depression, anxiety, and other mental disorders. Um... NIMH's health topic pages list some of the evidence-based therapies used to treat specific disorders. Okay, so what to look for in a therapist. So therapists have different personnel, no, excuse me, professional backgrounds and specialties. This section and the next have information that can help you find out about a therapist's credentials and find resources for locating therapists. The approach a therapist um, uses depends on the disorder being treated and the training and experience of that therapist. Therapists may combine and adapt elements of different approaches. Once you have identified one or more possi possible therapy therapists, a preliminary conversation can help you understand how treatment will proceed and decide if you feel comfortable with the therapist. Um, rapport, report, um, uh, rapport and trust are essential. Discussions in therapy are deeply personal and it's important that you feel comfortable with a therapist and have confidence in their ex expertise. These 
preliminary conversations may happen in person by phone or virtually considering trying to get answers to the following questions what are the credentials and experience of the therapist do they have a specialty what approach will the therapist take to help you do they practice a particular type of therapy what is the rationale for the therapy and its evidence base um okay um <clears throat> does a therapist have experience in diagnosing and treating the age group um like a child and the specific condition for which treatment is being sought if the patient is a child how will parents or caregivers be involved in treatment that's a good question and and yes um let me see where was i yes so what are the goal what are the goals of therapy does the therapist recommend a specific time frame or number of sessions how will progress be assessed and what happens if you or the therapist feel you aren't starting to improve are medications an option is that is this therapist able to prescribe medications are meetings confidential how is confidentiality assured are there limits to confidentiality finding a therapist yes it's not easy but listen to this many of the professionals offer psychotherapy examples include psychiatrists psychologists social workers counselors and psychiatric nurses information on providers credentials is available from the national alliance on mental illness in addition you can find resources to find a therapist on the nimh's help for mental illnesses webpage so you can check that out your health insurance provider uh, may have a list of mental health professionals participating in your plan. Other resources on the help for mental illnesses webpage can help you look for reduced cost health services. When talking with a prospective therapist, ask about treatment fees, whether the therapist participates in insurance plans, and whether there is a sliding scale for fees according to income. The following professional organizations have directories or locators on their websites uh, for mental health care professionals. And of course, these um, these things are on a website that I'm using, which is um, which is www.nimh.nih.gov slash health topics, psychotherapies and all the above so you can check that out for yourself so you can check it out too so um okay so the list includes academy of cognitive and behavioral behavioral uh, therapy american academy of child and adolescent psychiatry american association for um geraic psychiatry American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, American Board of Cl Clinical Social Work, American Board of Professional Psychology, American Psychiatric 
um, Association, American Psychological Association, Association for Behavioral and Cognitive Therapies, National Association of Social Workers, National Register of Health Service Psychologists, Psychology Today, Society of Clinical Psychology, National Advocacy Organizations provide information on a mental health professional and some of the practitioner locators on their websites, um, which um, includes an example, Anxiety and Depression, Association of America, Attention Deficit Disorder Association, Children's and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, International OCD Foundation, um, Mental Health America, National Alliance on Mental Illness, um, NIMH does not evaluate the professional qualifications and competencies of individual practitioners listed on these websites. These resources are provided for informational purposes only. They are not comprehensive lists and an organization's inclusion does not constitute an endorsement by NIMH. The National Institute of Health, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, or the U.S. government. University or medical school affiliated programs may offer treatment options, including training clinics, search the website of local university, health centers for their psychiatry or psychology departments. You can also go to your state or county government websites and search for the health department for information on mental health related programs within your state. The goal of therapy is to gain relief from symptoms, maintain or improve daily functioning and improve quality of life. If you have been in therapy for what feels like a reasonable amount of time and are not getting better, talk to your therapist or explore other mental health professionals or approaches. We have digital digital health options. So the telephone, internet, mobile, and mobile devices have created new opportunities to provide more readily uh, available and accessible treatment, including in areas where mental health professionals may not be physically available. Some of these approaches involve a therapist providing help at a distance. Still, others such as web-based programs and mobile apps are designed to provide immediate information and feedback in the absence of a therapist. For an overview, CNIMH's Technology and the Future of Mental Health Treatment webpage. Yes, so there it is. There it is right there, though. Um, of course, on the website that I'm using right now, you can check out for federal resources, um, health hotlines. Um, let me just go to go over the federal resources so agency for healthcare research and quality this agency offers resources and information about healthcare including information on effectiveness research um 
Behavioral Health Treatment and Services, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration provides information about treatment options and links to treatment service locators. Um, hold on, let me address um, let me address some stuff here, man. Hold on a minute. Um, what is this? What is what is? Um. Wait a minute. Tips for talking with a healthcare provider about your mental health. This fact sheet provides five tips to help prepare and guide you to talk to your healthcare provider about your mental health and get the most out of your visit. And of course, it's also available in Espanol. Um, and of course, the same goes with my mental health. Do I need help? This fact sheet provides provides information on assessing your mental health and determining if you need help. It offers um, examples of mild and severe symptoms and self-care activities and options for professional help. And it's also available in Espanol. And also um, children and children and mental health is this just a stage. This fact sheet provides information on children's mental health including how to assess your child's behavior, when to seek help, first steps for parents, treatment options, and factors to consider when children are mental health professional also available in Espanol as well. Um, let's see, what else? All right, so National Library of Medicine's PubMed. To read in depth, research on therapies for mental health disorders use the pubmed database of medical literature to re to search for articles by topic and of course you might want to write this down on a piece of paper your sticky notes or your notepad or text it to yourself um this here are some health hotlines um starting with 988 suicide and crisis lifeline the Lifeline provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicide crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, seven days a week across the United States. You can call or text 988 to connect with a trained crisis counselor. And of course, support is also available via live chat at the website 988lifeline.org. That's www.988lifeline.org and of course it's available in Espanol as well so wait All right, um, disaster distress helpline. People affected by any disaster or tragedy can call this helpline sponsored by um, SAMHSA to receive immediate counseling. You can call or text 
1-800-273-8890 to connect with a trained professional from the closest crisis counseling center within the network. Veterans Crisis Hotline, this help, this helpline is free. Confidential resource for veterans of all ages and circumstances. Um, you can call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or and text 838255 or chat online to connect with 24-7 support. And of course, you can learn more um, NIH health information lines as well. So there you have it right there. And another thing I want to touch base on in this mental health check-in segment is I came across something that I never heard of before. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know, if, I'm pretty sure everybody's familiar with um, meditation and yoga, right? There is this thing called walking meditation. All right. So there's this thing called walking meditation. Let me just let me just break it down right here. And this is from headspace.com. All right. So let's start let's start this off here. So the last time you walked alone in the city, your neighborhood, the local park or a remote hiking trail, where was your mind at? Did you make a phone call? Were you listening to some music or a podcast? Or maybe you were lost in thought. When we're, when we're outside, it's almost second nature for our legs to be moving while our attention is somewhere else. A walking meditation, for those of you who may not know what that is, uh, I'll break it down for you. So a walking meditation is designed to bring your body and mind in sync while we're out and about and if you don't like to sit and close your close the eyes to meditate this is a great alternative that still trains the mind in awareness here's some key takeaways here walking meditation helps us feel less distracted by thoughts and allows us to enjoy our stroll our stroll more we focus on our stride in a walking meditation, like how we focus on our breath in a second, no, excuse me, in a seated meditation. We can practice walking meditation in, in a city, in a park, even at home. Wandering on auto, autopilot, walking is such an established, um, habituated action for many of us that we tend to do it on autopilot. The moment we step out the door, our mind tends to go wandering, too caught up in remembering, dwelling, planning, worrying, or analyzing. Each each time that happens, we move away from the present moment and away from the chance to connect with nature and our surroundings. We forget to appreciate the simple pleasure of walking. Meditating while walking is a way to get the mind to walk with us and to bring a relaxed focus to this everyday pursuit. It's an, it's amazing how different we feel when paying attention to what's going on around us rather than what's swirling in our head, which is true. That's true. 
which is true. I actually agree with this, actually. This is very true. This is so true right here in so many, so many cases, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. Yes. Yeah, so taking it step by step, though, it is called it's called a walking meditation. That doesn't mean we're walking around like zombies with our eyes closed. Instead, we are mindfully walking using a meditative technique with our eyes wide open, a pace that suits us and our attention on whichever environment we find ourselves in. It is common for people to do to first do a sitting meditation in a private space and then go for a walk immediately afterwards with the dog, a partner or alone to take that meditative state with them, which is a great way to integrate mindfulness into any walk. Essentially, walking becomes a tool to familiarize ourselves with the present moment. And we do this by redirecting the mind. Instead of our object of focus being the breath as we do with a sitting meditation our focus becomes the rhythm of our gait a walking exercise there are different types of approaches to walking meditation most of which depend on what your location a stroll in a park for example is a different is different from a quick paced walk through the city but this meditative walk perfectly suited for people who live a busy life can be done anywhere and at whatever pace you like. Simply follow each cue for about 30 to 60 seconds. Body check. As you start the walk, notice how, how the body feels, heavy or light, stiff or relaxed. Take a few seconds to become aware of your posture and the way you are carrying yourself. Observe without trying to change the way you are walking. Simply observe your, your gait. Bring your attention to it. This can sometimes make you feel self-conscious, but that feeling usually passes. Tune in. Tune into what's going on around you, passing cars, other people, window displays, trees, the movement, and still of things, or any other sites that come into your awareness field. You are not thinking about any of these things, though you are simply acknowledging what you see. Noting sounds. Notice the sounds that drift in. What can you hear? Again, try to realize any noise, but not dwell on it. Familiar sound. No, excuse me. Familiar smells. Now turn your attention to any smells, whether pleasant or unpleasant. Notice how the mind habit habitually wants to create a story out of each smell and how it might remind you of somewhere, something, or someone. Ugh. That's awkward. Physical sensations. Next, make a point of noticing any physical sensations from how the weather makes you feel to how it makes 
how it feels as the sole of your feet touch the ground. There's still no need to think about any of these observations. Simply notice, acknowledge, and let go. Movement. After a moment, after a minute or two, con contemplate the sensation of movement in the body, how the how the arms hang or swing by your side, or how the weight steadily shifts from right to left. Observe your stride, your pace, and rhythm you've become accustomed to. Focus on your rhythm. Use that rhythm, the soles of the feet touching the ground as your base of awareness a place you can mentally come back to when the mind wanders off. Repeat this throughout your walk, step by step, block by block, or mile by mile. These steps are guidelines, not rules. So adapt them to fit your walk wherever you go or however long it takes. For example, on a walk that takes 10 minutes, you might use a street-by-street -street basis. At the beginning of each block, remind yourself of your intention to walk free from distraction until you reach the next cross street or junction. As soon as you realize the mind has wandered, gently bring your attention back to the sensation of the soles of your feet. Walking in the city, distractions are everywhere in the hustle and bustle of any city, <laughs> not only from the pace of life, but everything from the sights to the smells. Oh, man. But that doesn't mean we can't be present and pay attention to what's happening around us. The mind is likely to be more stimulated in a city. So there's even more reason to anchor the mind to the rhythm of your walk. Notice your gait. Uh, are you scurrying around with a hundred things on your mind or are you ambling while daydreaming daydreaming the more you notice these things your gait any sensations how you move the more you step into your body the more you are in your body the more awareness you can bring to the world around you before i keep on going let me just look up the look up what a gate is which is g a IT. What is a gate, you ask? What is a gate? So a gate is a person's manner of walking. Wow. Did not know that. <laughs> oh man. A gate. Okay, so all right. Um <laughs> Oh, damn. Seven kinds of gait. Okay, so let's see. The pattern of how you walk is called your gait. Many different... Oh, shit. The hell? What the hell? 
many oh man many different diseases and conditions can affect your gait and lead to problems with walking they include abnormal development of the muscles or bones of your legs or feet seven kinds of gait wow so you have the normal gait cycle the hemiplegic gait of depleted gait parkinsonian gait uh at axit gait neuropathic gait myopathic gait and and coriform gait <laughs> oh boy um all right i'm probably gonna actually try to cover these in a future episode so we'll save that for the next episode man let me just keep going on the uh the walking meditation space here so all right so walking in nature there's perhaps nothing more refreshing than getting outside and taking a walk in nature connecting with all its sights sounds and scents checking in with yourself and the scenery can turn an ordinary walk into a direct experience and appreciation of life the stillness of a natural landscape a park river forest or mountain trail means that the only real distractions will be the mind itself or any devices taken with you um become aware of your posture and and any sensations in your in the body while maintaining a steady comfortable rhythm walking naturally and breathing normally use the rhythm of the walk left foot right foot left foot right foot as the point of gentle focus by doing this you are bringing the mind to a place of rest where it can fully engage in the environment and present moment walking in your home sometimes it's not possible to go for for a long stroll due to ill health or bad weather um but that doesn't prevent you from doing a walking meditation inside it's simply a case of using the interior space to your advantage you can walk the length of a room or hallway as long as you have enough space to walk freely in a straight line for 10 to 20 steps damn that's a lot that's a damn that's a fucking lot that's not nah, that's a lot um mark out mark out start and end points and simply walk back and forth between the two taking slow deliberate steps and noticing how the body feels noticing the movement and bringing your attention to the rhythm of the walk each time the mind wanders try eight meditations for walking and getting outside looking for more meditations for being mindful in nature the headspace app offers members several courses and single meditations on exercises in an appreciation of the outdoors including loving earth meditation we when we learn to appreciate what the earth provides for us we can learn to love respect and take care of all forms of life connect with the world mindfully activity mindful activity um 
reflect on all the sights and sounds and how and feel how your body moves through the world. Walking in nature, mindful activity. Let go of the thinking mind and reconnect with nature by trying to trying this exercise and technique. Walking in the city, mindful activity. By bringing attention to your awareness, the mind can become calm and allow you to feel more connected with your body and the world around you. Run easily. No, excuse me. Run easy, mindful activity. Lace up for an introductory run with Headspaces, Andy um, Paddycomb, and Nike running global head coach Chris Bennett. Of course, run smart, mindful activity. Work on changing your approach on running by becoming more aware of your thoughts. Keep running, keep running mindful activity. Use this when you need extra support from Andy and Nike coach Chris Bennett to get the most out of your workout. And of course, gardening, gardening mindful gardening mindful activity awaken the senses with an exercise that encourages you to step outside and smell the roses be kind to your mind access the full library of 500 plus meditations on everything from stress to resilience to compassion put your mind to bed with sleep sounds music and when excuse me wind down exercises uh let's see so you have mindfulness make mindfulness a part of your daily routine with tension releasing workouts relaxing yoga focus music playlists and more okay um let's see let me see let me see let me see oh yes so let me see let me see so okay you can check out headspace you could um let me see yeah, you can check out Headspace. You can actually, um, you can actually, uh, um, yeah, you can download the app actually. Um, yes, you can download the app and stuff. Um, and all that great stuff right there. So, um, all right. So now, um, before we even go to the continuation of the bad news of the writer's strike and everything else in between um we're gonna get into we're getting to the uh we're gonna get into um some transit stuff all right so all right so let me see um let me see. Um, hold on a second. Hold on one second. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, this is from the Bronx Times, actually. So, let's. Let's get into it right here. So the New York Yankees honored six Metro North Railroad employees who saved the toddler while on duty last month before the team's Monday game, Monday game against the Cleveland Guardians. The Bronx Bombers recognized the six 
during a pregame batting, a pregame batting, pregame batting practice and ceremony before the first pitch of Monday night's matchup. It has been so great to see uh, the reception of these heroic employees, Catherine Rinaldi, Metro North Railroad president and LIRR interim president said in a statement, we cannot thank the New York Yankees enough for providing a once in a lifetime experience to the Metro North family. And, um, and on the afternoon of April 6th, Metro North employees aboard, aboard a Hudson line train just north of Terrytown in Westchester County spotted a young child on the northbound tracks. Of course, video surveillance um, released by the MTA on April 24th chronicles the communication between employees who sprung into action. Um, locomotive, locomotive engineers uh, William Kennedy, who had who was operating a southbound train, sent out emergency radio communication to nearby train crews after uh, after he saw the child on the other side of the tracks. Northbound, a northbound train headed by locomotive engineer Sean um, Logren um, proceeded at a slow rate of speed and then stopped when he and the engine and and, and an engineer trainee could see the child who had walked across the, the northbound tracks and was approaching the electrified third rail in, a, in the distance. Assistant conductor Marcus Higgins jumped out of the stop train and ran towards ran toward the three-year-old boy. According to the video civilians, um, Employees in the halted northbound train exclaimed, exclaimed in fear while they watched the child approach and climb onto the third rail track while, while Higgins was still running. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. One of the employees said from the inside from inside the train. The other engineer sent out an emergency signal to have the third rail turned off. Metro North 7th. 37, I need that rail killed immediately over. He signaled the toddlers right on the third rail. Um, just a few seconds after the emergency signal, Higgins reached the child and scooped him up in his arms off the rail. He ushered the toddler to the side of the tracks and employees helped the pair climb aboard. Apart from the two trains, one southbound and one northbound there were no other metro north vehicles on those tracks at the time of the incident a spokesperson from the mta told the bronx times on tuesday the spokesperson also said the employee filed the, the employees filed mta protocol to conduct the rescue although this was a unique situation crew members filed protocols provided during training for emergency situations the spokesperson said the the child was reunited with his mother who embraced him through tears and sister when the, the train crew returned to the Terrytown station sleepy hollow police had been assisting 
the mother with a missing child report at the time of the rescue. According to the MTA, the toddler's mother said her son has autism. In the heat of the moment, when you see a child in this situation, your first instinct is to make sure they are safe, Higgins said in a statement. I'm glad our crew was there and able to help. The honorees at Yankee Stadium on Monday were Kennedy, Higgins, Logren, and Rinaldi, as well as a Metro North Signal maintainer, Christopher Frena, and MTA police officer, Jose Reyes. Not the former baseball player, folks. This is a different one. This is a different one. <laughs> Man. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty dope right there, man. Oh man. That's pretty dope. Yeah. All right, we got another transit um, story to talk about here, and this is pertaining to uh, lead paint. This is pertaining to lead paint in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And, of course, chip paint with dangerous concentrations of lead has been raining down from the elevated subway tracks that run through Bushwick for years, yet the MTA... The MTA has dragged its feet in fixing the problem despite public outcry, according to to a group of locals, elected officials, and union painters. Um, Saboteur um, Polizzi, owner of Tony's Pizzeria near the Knickerbocker Knickerbocker Avenue, M train stop said the issue has been a major concern for years and that he first tested the paint chipping off the off the J M and Z tracks in 2020. Um sending in samples from the areas around Knickerbocker, Myrtle, and Wickoff Avenues, um, and Myrtle Avenue Broadway. The chips, he said came back with a dangerous, dangerously high concentration of lead, about 63,000 parts per million, substantially above federal legal limits of 5,000 ppm, considered hazardous to human health and requiring abatement. He shared his findings with local elected officials and the MTA, but said the transit authority has failed to address this the issue for ye- for three years, even as local children continue to be exposed to d- dangerous levels of lead. Oh my God, <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's crazy, man. That's scary.
Unfortunately, not much has come since that day in 2020, Polisi said at a press conference at a plaza next to the Knickerbocker, the Knickerbocker Avenue station, a popular hangout spot. The same material is on these tracks. We are in the same position we were in, we were then. The MT has dragged its feet. It's continues to tell us that work will be on the way. Today, it is widely understood that lead is hazardous to human health, especially for young children who are at risk of brain damage and stunted development if exposed to large amounts of the toxic material. The sale of lead-based paint for consumers' use has been banned since 1978. And today, commercial paint cannot contain more 90 ppm of the material. Those restrictions were not in place when the elevated trains were were first built. The tracks and stations along Myrtle Avenue are some of the oldest in the system. Built in the 1880s, and operated by private railroad companies nearly two decades before the subway system even existed. The structure's paint paint is chipping uh, throughout the line, but the the dangers of of lead exposure don't stop in the the immediate vicinity of the tracks. The area's city council member, Sandy Nurse, um, noted that when lead paint chips and f- falls to the ground, it gets ground down as it's walked and driven over with dust residue, potentially making its way into local homes and businesses. Oh boy. Um, the paint that is falling off of these tracks falls off as big chunks and then gets broken down and pulverized into little micro bits as cars, trucks, and people walk around them, said nurse. So these smaller and smaller bits can turn into into dust that that gets kicked up by the street sweepers, by people walking back and forth, and it can get tracked into our homes. Bushwick deserves to have investments in our public infrastructure, the council member continued. We deserve to have a safe community where we can walk without being exposed to high levels of toxic material. MC spokesperson Ray um, uh, Ramondi did not provide an answer when asked when the structure was last repainted. A, tr- a contract for repainting the M line is set to be awarded sometime this year. The safety of customers and communities served by the MTA is a top priority. The c- this commitment is reflected in the MTA's current capital program that includes 26.5 miles of elevated structural repairs and painting, more than six times the amount in the prior plan said uh, Ramondi. The structural maintenance program follows um, appropriate safety protocols that will not be compromised. The 26.5 miles of elevated line 
represents nearly half of the subway system's overhead trackage. Approximately $1.3 billion is in mark for the marathon's worth of repairs and the agency's $55 billion 2020 to 2024 capital plan, although it is not necessarily for lead abatement, but rather to protect the aging structures from steel corrosion that could potentially lead to collapse. Whew, that's crazy, man. Wow. I mean, wow, man. Um, wow. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, we have 60 miles of elevated steel structures to look after. And the painting is the only way you protect that steel from erosion, said MTA Chair and CEO General Lieber at the agency's monthly board meeting last week. Not painting, as we all know, will compromise the safety and reliability of the structure, which ultimately leads to emergency repairs, which are expensive, and to service disruptions. disruptions. We want to avoid all that by being proactive. Back in 2017, a group of Jackson Heights residents filed a class action lawsuit against the MTA, arguing the authority had for years allowed lead paint, lead paint to chip off the seven trains elevated structure and fall to the streets of Queens. The following year, then New York City Transit um, former president Andy Byford, known as Train Daddy. <laughs> Train Daddy <laughs> announced the agency would remove the hazardous paint, um, pledging to strip the structure down to the metal before applying three new coats of paint between 82nd and 103rd streets. After the, the discovery of the lead crisis in Queens, lawmakers demanded that the MTA comprehensively study its elevated structures and issue a report on the, on the presence of lead paint. Bushwick Daily reported last year that when then-Governor Andrew Cuomo signed the bill, it had been substantially weakened only requiring requiring the MTA to report on its extent capital projects to uh, remediate lead hazards than rather than the comprehensive study sought by legislatures. Okay, so um, let's see. Let's see. Hold on a second here. Um. Man. Okay, one moment.
Yeah, so that was your New York Mass Transit Files um, with the uh, <clears throat> with the with the transit topics that we just got into. So, um, so let, let's wrap this up. And we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about in the riot strike and all that other stuff to to include. So, um, all right. So that was your New York Mass Transit Files segment. Okay, now we are going to go into we're gonna go into another segment right here that I like to call chatting all the jazz. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, in case you didn't know, um, in our last episode, um, I did touch on the whole rider strike that's going on, and there's more. There's more stuff to be um, discussed. Actually, um, let's get into it right here. So, um, all right. So, for those of you who may not know, um, let me just fill you in. Let me just fill you in on, on a couple of people who are involved in, who are involved in the writer strike, including the musicians and stuff. So um, let me just give you a background on this. So, um, okay. So let me just give you a background on this. So, uh, all right. So according to Cinema Bland, Cinema Bland, excuse me, Cinema Bland, right? Um, back in. Late 2007 and early 2008, Hollywood writers went on strike for 100 days and it sent numerous ripples throughout the industry. Loads of movies, many of which are now widely disliked, were rushed into production like Quantum of Solace, uh, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and Terminator Salvation. Additionally, TV network TV shows like Heroes halted production and in lieu of pain writers, a bigger pivot of a bigger pivot to reality programming occurred. Oh boy. Hollywood lost over two billion dollars as a result of the three-month strike. With the 2023 strike here, which has 
over 11,000 members of the of the WGA demanding fair pay. It's time to prepare for how the situation in Hollywood is affecting TV shows in the age of streaming. Okay, before I go into that, let's um let me cue the cash register sound effects. So just bear with me here. Okay, bear with me. Okay, bear with me here. All right, um, so let's get into how it's affecting the TV shows. Um, let's see. All right, so depend. Hold on a second. Depend. Ugh. I don't know how to do it. Well, depending on how um, the hell is this? So depending on how, I don't know how to, wow. Oh, oh boy. How, depending on how TV uh, productions of series and movies could be halted and changed. Here's a timeline of everything we know about it, including the Batman spin-off series, the Penguin being the latest series to close up shop. The origins of the 2023 WGA Writers Strike, um, which stands for Writers Guild of America, in case nobody don't know what that, what that is. Uh, fears of a writer's strike have been looming over Hollywood since early this year, with the Writers, writers Guild of America's three-year contract set to expire on May 1st. When the U.S. Union met in February 2023, they voted on a pattern of demands regarding a proposed standardized compensation for writers. 98% of members approved it back in early March, per variety. Negotiations began on March 20th and concluded on May 1st without an agreement. Jeez Louise, man. Jeez Louise. Um, hold on a second. Shouts to the crew from Detroit State of Mind podcast, man. I appreciate you for viewing this. Anyway, um, so, uh, couldn't reach an agreement. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So the Writers Guild of America called a strike on the evening of May first. The WGA announced that it had voted unanimously to call a strike against um, twelve one a.m. Tuesday, May second, per Twitter. Throughout the day on Tuesday, writers took their picket signs to studio buildings like Sony, Paramount, Warner Brothers, and more. Among the attendees were loads were loads of TV writers, but even actors like Rob Rob Lowe and Ted Lasso's Brett Goldstein came out to support Hollywood writers. Um, late night late night shows and Saturday Night Live go dark. 
amidst announcements on Tuesday of the 2023 rider strike, uh, the the first major effect affected aspect of television to fall was the late night sector. It was announced that network shows, including the Tonight Show starring Jimmy starring Jimmy Fallon, Late Night with Seth Meyers, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and Jimmy Kimmel Live, among others, would not be in operation this first week with support from its hosts, and they, they instead would air rerun reruns. Though one talk show host will push on Fox News, Greg um, Gutfeld, it was later reported that late night hosts like Seth Myers and J- Jimmy Fallon will pay their staff personally out of their pocket, along with NBC additionally offering two weeks of pay per business insider. Damn. Damn, man. Hold on a second. Damn, son. Um, all right. So Drew Barrymore drops out of hosting the MTV movie and TV awards. Drew Barrymore was set to host the MTV movie and TV awards on Sunday, May 7th. However, with the writer's strike going on, she has dropped out per THR. Barrymore reportedly decided to do so in solidarity with the strike, though she has signed on to host next year's show amid Amidst the strike, MTV has additionally called off the red carpet for the event. Even Mom Bialik steps away from Jeopardy, but the show will go on. Jeopardy host Maya Bialik decided to step away from her hosting duties on the game show as the writer's strike continues per deadline. Though the report also said that Ken Jennings would take her place and the series would continue filming in May. Huh. Damn, son. That's that's really crazy, man. All right. Um, all right. So scripted network TV, scripted network TV, along with streaming shows currently in production being paused. So on Tuesday, it was also announced that a handful of major shows are already being affected by the 2023 writer strike as well. Here is an updated list of TV shows that have been that have reportedly been paused due to the strike. Night Court, the NBC series, also reportedly gone dark for now on Tuesday per deadline. Abbott Elementary writer Brittany Nichols shared that the ABC writer's room is currently closed as well. If the strike continues, both of these network network shows, tight schedules, and episode content could be gravely affected by the strike. Jeez, man. Cobra Kai creator John Hurwitz updated fans that there were no writers on set amidst the strike as the Netflix series filmed season six. Yellow Jackets, the co-creator of the Showtime series, has also shared that one day into season three's production amidst our many questions about what's next for the show. It's writer's room closed too. 
Um, Unstable season two of Netflix comedy series starring Rob Rob Lowe, um, who was also from um, 911 Lone Star on Fox, and his son, John Owen Lowe, has seen a shutdown in production per deadline. After six of eight scripts were written and production was set to begin later um, this spring. <clears throat> um, yeah, this spring. Uh, let's see. But not every series is being affected by the strike. HBO's um, House of the Dragon, for example, isn't shutting down season two production because all the scripts have already been written. Severance. Severance. Um, Per deadline, the second season of Severance has also shut down production in New York due to the strike. Big Mouth, the Netflix animated series, was six weeks into writing but has not paused this process. Andor, the Disney Plus hit star series, has reportedly ceased all writing-related work of production after previously filming in the U.K., Per its showrunner Tony Gilroy. Stranger Things, the Duffer brothers shared that the final season of the Netflix series would not get into filming until the strike is over, thus delaying season five of Stranger Things. As the creators shared, writing does not stop when filming begins. Daredevil Born Again, um, the reboot. The upcoming Marvel series that will see Charlie Cox back as Daredevil has reportedly stalled filming two months into production due to the writer's strike as well. A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, the Games of Thrones, Games of Thrones prequel series has closed its writer's room for the duration of the strike, according to George R.R. Um, R. Martin per deadline. Billions the Showtime series has shut down for the second time and has no resumed date for the time being. The Last of Us Variety has reported that season two for the HBO hit series has been put on hold as well as as well after the casting team was asking actors to read sides directly from the game as they wait for scripts. Pretty Little Liars Summer School, an upcoming Pretty Little Liars spinoff, has shut down production in New York. And, of course, Power Book 2, Ghost Book, the first spinoff um, in Star's Powerverse, has also paused filming per deadline. P-Valley, which I did not know. I did not know it stands for Pussy Valley, by the way, folks. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh my gosh. I did not know that, man. <laughs> this is a laugh. <laughs> this is laughable, man. This is laughable, folks. Oh, man. So. <laughs> Valley, <laughs> the third season of the Star series halted production in Atlanta and will continue to do so until the strike is over. The Penguin, um, the Batman spinoff on the Max, 
The Penguin officially paused filming on June 14th due to the writer's strike and will reportedly halt production until the strike ends. Jeez Louise, man. Duster. Um, the J.J. Abrams period drama has shut down production until the writer's strike is over. The really loud house, this Nickelodeon series shut down production due to picketing. Hacks season three of the Max series halted due to the strike as well. The old the old man season two of Jeff Bridges FX series completed filming through episode 204 before suspending production on May 22nd. Um it totally Gilmore Girls and the Marvelous Mrs. Mavel. Um Amy Sherm Amy Sherman um Paladino um has been in production on a ballet drama called Itole, uh, though it's currently shut down production until the riot strike is over. Zero Day, a Netflix series starring an executive produced by Robert De Niro, has also paused production due to the writer's strike. But not every series is being affected by the strike. HBO's House of the Dragon, for example, isn't shutting down season two production because all the scripts have already been written. Additionally, Amazon's Rings of Power is pushing through filming without, but without its showrunners on the set per variety. Economic toll reported from writer strikes. With the writer strike going on for two months, the economic toll on Hollywood is beginning to prove concerning, especially for small business owners who do everything from catering on film sets, florists, props, people, equipment rentals, and customers. Per the WGA, um, the strike would the strike could be costing the local economy $30 million a day. My God, man. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Actors get ready to strike too. Um I will get to that next. Um, on June 22nd, no, June 27th, rather, over 300 actors, including the likes of Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kevin Bacon, Amy Schumer, and I think Kiki, pa- Kiki Palmer, and along, with, uh, and along with more, signed a letter to SAG-AFTRA sharing that they are prepared to strike if negotiations regarding their new film and TV contract are not met to their expectations at the June 30th expiration. Depending on how things go, an upcoming actor strike could impact the WGA strike as actors banned with writers on the picket line. The letter via deadline said, in quote, this is not a moment to meet in the middle as it pushed for the change we need and protections we deserve. Um, of course, we'll keep you posted regarding what goes down next for the 2023 writer strike. Until then, stay up to date with the 2023 TV schedule here on Cinema Bland. And yes, you can hear the fireworks going on near my um, where I live, of course. Um, which is in preparation on the 4th of July, which is tomorrow. And um, before I get to the musicians, hold on a second, man. Um, Seth MacFarlane 
is one of those people that's actually that actually um stepped off that stepped up amid rider strike. He's no longer part of the uh, part of the family. Family Guy and American Dad creator and star star Seth MacFarlane has called it quits amid the ongoing contentious rider strike. Oh gosh, the 49 year old and his showrunners. Uh, Brian Boyle, Matt Weitzman, Rich Appel, and Alex Sulkin walked out in support of the ongoing Writers Guild of America work stoppage deadline recently reported. McFarlane, who has voiced um, characters including Peter, Brian, and Stewie Griffin, and American Dad, Les Stan Smith. Reportedly has no plans to return until an agreement between the WGA and his studio 20th television is reached. Family Guy wrapped up its 21st season on Fox on May 7th. However, McFarlane's popular American Dad is two months into its 20th season, which premiered March 27th on TBS. The latter has three months of scripts, scripts and voiceovers already in the can, according to Deadline. And the studio could need, excuse me, would need to devise a plan for moving forward with the rest of the season. Um, neither McFarlane nor his Fuzzy Door Productions received a suspension letter from NBC Universal. The publication claimed. Um, let's see. And uh, the Emmy Award, hold on a minute here. Yes. Yes, the Emmy Award winner participated in the 2007 to 2008 strike that lasted 100, 100 days. So rejoining the movement 15 years later might not come as much of a shock. The Post has reached out to McFarlane, McFarlane's representatives for comment on May 2nd, the WGA announced that its members in California, New York, and other cities w would refuse to work after the union and studios disagreed on a new three-year contract after their current one expired. Many Americans' favorite television shows, including Abbott Elementary, Stranger Things, and House of the Dragon, among many others, were impacted by the strike. However, WGA members recently recently decided to not pick it, the 2023 Tony Awards amid their ongoing walkout. Tony Awards production, a joint venture of the Broadway League and the American Theater League, has communicated with us that they are altering this year's show to conform with specific requests from the WGA and their and therefore the WGA would not be picketing the show, an organization statement said. Here's more to the story, actually. Um, there's some music music artists that actually participated in this as well. And and of course, and of course, we're gonna get into um Billboard. Um that would the yeah, Billboard last last part was from the New York Post. And this is according to Billboard.com. Um, yeah. So let's see. I chose to talk. Listen, 
let me just say something here, man. Um, I chose to talk about the rider strike over the fucking submarine and uh and the Titanic because I feel like this is more important than than the than the crazy submarine shit that's going on, man. And and you know it's crazy. One of the work one of the workers at my job wanted me to talk about this on my podcast, but I told him I can't relate to that shit because it's not something I want to depress people about. I don't want to depress the listeners out there and the watchers and all that other stuff right there. And you know, I'm I just wanted to I just wanted to get it out the way before I continued. So that's just my take on that. So um all right, so According to Billboard, the ongoing Writers Guild of America Strike has been affecting TV series, late night talk shows, and award shows since May Monday, May 1st, after negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers failed to produce a new deal. Damn, son. Damn, son. This is crazy. This is crazy. Damn, now I know a bunch of TV shows is basically drowning right now, man. They're basically drowning right now, man. And, I, and you know, I feel for, you know, it's crazy, man. I just feel for the writers, too. But at the same token, I do feel, um, I do feel for the people who have their their TV shows that they want to watch those. So they really drowning out there, man. It really are. part two man um <laughs> oh my gosh anyway um let's continue um <laughs> let's continue man um so let's see while the while company profits have remained high and spending on content has grown riders are falling behind they're falling behind um, the WGA said in a statement shared the, with the Hollywood Reporter, the companies have used the transition to streaming to cut writer pay and separate writing from production. Okay, um, worsening working conditions for series series writers at all levels. On TV staffs, more writers are working at minimum regardless of experience, often for fewer weeks or in many rooms, while showrunners are left without a writing staff to complete the season. And while series budgets have soared over the past decade, median writer-producer pay has fallen. Since it began, 
the writer's strike has garnered, garnered excuse me, support from any celebrities in Hollywood, including a number of musicians. From, from Flavor Flav from Public Enemy uh, joining protesters outside of Warner Brothers Studios to Imagine Dragons, Weezer, and more spreading the love through many performances. See below for all of the musicians who have been supporting the writer's strike as it continues. So Flavor Flav, one of them. Um, Flavor Flav, the rapper, joined protesters on May 18th in Burbank, California, outside Warner Brothers Studios, showing support for the ongoing Writers Guild of America strike. In photos and videos shared to social media, he brought pizza, burgers, and fries to those on the picket line and also danced dance along to his public enemy protest anthem, Fight the Power. He, he was also spotted posing for photos with Ted Lasso team, including Jason Sudeikis, and the Ad Abbott Elementary team, including Quinta Bronson. Imagine Dragons, the band singer Dan Reynolds and guitarist Daniel Sermon stopped by the Netflix picket line in Hollywood on May 10th, where they treated protesters to an acoustic performance of their hits, Radioactive and Whatever It Takes. Um, Weezer similarly Weezer played an impromptu acoustic set on the Paramount Pictures lot for the Picketers on May 17th. Singer, guitarist Rivers Cuomo, guitarist Brian Bell, and bassist Scott Schreiner performed a mini set that included their 1994 hit Buddy Holly and 2005's Beverly Hills. Huh. Well, it ain't Beverly Hills. From the Simpsons, folks. Um, Tom Morello also entertained picketers in support as the Rage Against the Machine rocker was spotted on May 10th performing his protest anthem union song from his solo project, The Night Watchman. Hmm. Snoop Dogg. Um, artists need to figure it out the same way the writers are figuring it out. Snoop said during a May 3rd panel with Variety's executive music editor Shirley um, Halperin and Gamers Larry Jackson, the writers are striking because of streaming. They can't get paid because when it's on the platform, it's not like in, it's not like in the box office. He continued... I don't understand how the fuck you get paid off of that shit. Somebody explain to me how how you how you could get a billion streams and not get a million dollars. That's the main gripe with a lot of us artists is that we do major numbers, but it don't add up to the money. Like, where the fuck is the money? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point, man. 
That's a good point right there. On June 2nd, Snoop announced that he's delaying his Doggy Style 30th anniversary celebration to stand in solidarity with the riders due to the ongoing WGA strike and the DGA and SAG Astra negotiations. We have decided to postpone the shows. Snoop captioned June 2nd instagram video about delaying the celebration for the dr dre produced album we stand in solidarity in with the unions and are hopeful that the amptp will negotiate fair deals as soon as possible and everybody can get back to work there's more there's more folks there's more to the story there's more to the story actually uh it's more to the story, actually. Um, there is there now the actors um is actually joining this. Now the actors is joining yeah. Um now the actors, I'm gonna actually talk about that too. Um yes, here it is. So this is from VOA News. Um, we're gonna actually um, continue where we left off here. Um, so, so Friday, June thirtieth is when this was posted. So, um, Los Angeles Hollywood actors may be on the verge of joining um, screenwriters in what would be the first two union strike in the industry industry in more than six decades with a, with huge consequences for film and television production here's a look at how it could play out and why it's happening okay so what's happening with with actors negotiations the contract between the screen actors guild american federation and radio and television artists and the studio streaming services and production companies that employ them and employed him at expires Friday night at midnight Pacific time. Unionized actors have voted overwhelmingly to you to authorize their leaders to call a strike when it does. But that's hardly a hard deadline. Both sides have indicated a willingness to talk for what may be several days past the expiration date as happened before resolutions were reached in the same negotiations in 2014 and 2017. Reports have said the talks have been productive, but some actors have expressed worry that their leaders may not be pushing hard enough. More than 1,000 of them, including Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, and Bob Odenkirk, have added their names to the left to a letter of the to negotiators saying they are willing to strike and are concerned they are ready to make sacrifices that leadership is not. The letter says, this is not a moment to meet in the middle. The guild led by president and former nanny star, um, Fran Drescher represents over 160,000 screen actors, stunt performers, broadcast journalists, um, announcers, and hosts. But a strike would involve only actors working on television shows and films. What do actors want? Let's break down what let's break down um, what they what they want. Um, many of 
Many of the same issues that drove writers to strike are on the table for actors, including what the guilds say is shrinking compensation brought on by a streaming ecosystem in which royalty payments are no longer tethered to the popularity of a film or TV show, a role or a writing credit on a show that became a hit with a long life in reruns is no longer the cash cow that it once was. And the unions say inflation is outpacing the scheduled pay bumps within their contracts. For both scribes um, and performers and move to streaming and its ripple effects have also meant shorter seasons of shows with longer gaps between them and therefore less work. Hold on. Okay. Um, and like the writers, actors feared the threat of unrelated use of artificial intelligence, which is robots. Um, Sag Astra said in a memo to members that the burgeoning burgeoning ability of AI to recreate the performance of its members is a real and immediate threat that it wants to head off. Okay, let me let me just say something about this though. All right. Couple of weeks ago, I was talking to someone from Lotto Universal and and when I brought up the AI situation with um with the whole thing with Drake, the whole thing with Drake and Tim and of course Timberland who thought that it was a good idea to use um to create an AI to use um, Biggie Small's voice, which is not really something that is a good idea. I don't think that's a, I don't really think it's a good idea though, but uh, but I'll save that topic for a future episode. So, um, and the man tells me that people who use chat, chat GPT to ask for freedom let me tell you something, motherfucker. For for you to say, for you to say that AI robots is going to take over podcasts, radio personalities, or at radio stations or anything like that, there's a fucking difference. The difference is robots rely on electricity and motor oil. That's what they fucking rely on, okay? That's number one. Number two, as you just heard, that I just read about the whole AI thing. It 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 it's it it's going to be a it's a threat. It's a threat to the writers. You know what I'm saying? And from what I heard from one of the videos that was while I was watching TV, one of the protesters was saying that um to use AI to basically um to basically pl plagiarize and basically copy copy off of the off the off of the off of the work of the writers as far as the scripts and stuff, which is not which is really not fair though, man. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't think it's fair because it's just crazy. And 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 yes, um, and yes, I I did actually listen to a um hold on a minute. I did listen to a show um, that I want y'all to check out. It's called Deadline Strike Talk Podcast. It's on Spotify and everywhere else. That way you can get a better understanding on what's going on and everything else in between. And yes, I'm gonna be and yes, I'm gonna be keeping an eye on some updates on what's going on with the rider strike as well. So so you know, so just stick around and you know, we'll find out what's going on with um with the future TV shows and everything else if if there's a deal in place. And by the way, I did read something in regards to Jay Leno, by the way, man, who was also part of the protest. And of course, his game show, You Bet Your Life on Fox, has been on pause because of the writer's strike. It's not canceled because it's not canceled, it's just been renewed for season three. So it's it's on pause right now until until they reach a damn decision and end this stupid ass strike, man. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of not a lot of people are fans of reality TV shows, okay? Because some of the reality TV shows are so fucking staged. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to get it off my chest, though, man. And and there's no way in the hell. Uh, AI robot is going to fucking take over um, podcast shows because it doesn't have the capability and the depths to actually do what we do. First of all, human beings, human beings, we put in the work. We put in the work on on how we um, create our podcast shows and everything else in between. And and I don't think it's I really think it's going to really happen, man. It's not going. I don't think AI is going to be taking over podcast shows, man. To be to be honest, I it's just it's just it's just not going to happen because if it does, if it does, it's a big threat, and that's not a good thing at all, man. And and. And just because people are saying that it's part of the future does not mean that people are forced to fucking like it. You feel what I'm saying, folks? I'm pretty sure you I'm pretty sure you do, man. I'm pretty sure you do. And by the way, chat GPT is not gonna guarantee freedom because freedom ain't free. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> now it's one thing to have it's one thing to have creative freedom in terms of in terms of your craft and everything else in between and and I like the independent route of me being a podcaster compared to compared to being under a, a, a label just like how indie music artists don't like to be under a fucking label because they don't like to they it's like they don't oh like and I said this before, they don't like the ownership and creative control to be taken away from them. 
because giving away your stuff is like giving away who you are as a person. You feel what I'm saying? So that's pretty much what I had to say on the whole um the whole thing with the AI taking over podcasts and stuff with the with the guy from Lion Universal. Now he's wrong for that shit too, man. He's wrong for that shit too. So you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have the the capacity, it doesn't have the capacity and the soul. It doesn't have a soul. You know what I'm saying? It it does not have a fucking soul. Robots don't have souls like we do. So just think about it. Think about this shit, though. Think about what I said. All right? Let's continue. All right. So um, let's let me see where we left off here, man. Um, Let me see where we left off here. So have Hollywood actors gone on strike before? So movie and TV actors last went on strike for three months in 1980. Though actors and broadcast commercials have gone on strike twice since then. Overall, they have had far more labor peace than screenwriters, whose whose walkouts have been far more frequent. That includes the current standoff in which 11,500 members of the Writers Guild of America, which is what WGA stands for, have been on strike for nearly two months and with no end in sight. In 1960, the Actors Union, led by then SAG president and future U.S. President Ronald Reagan, <laughs> went on strike for six six weeks. That fell in the middle of a five-month writer strike. The only time two major Hollywood unions walked off the job at the same time. And what effect would the combined strikes have for viewers? The writer's strike has the writer's strike had an almost instant effect on late night network talk shows, including NBC's The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live, and CBS's The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, which all went on hiatus immediately. Even Saturday Night Live acts its last three episodes of the season, which, by the way, I did see a video of of the people by the by the NBC studios protesting and some other places in a video that I saw by Andy's randomness. So, um, and of course you hear the fireworks going on because of the 4th of July 40 weekend. So, um, anyway, so <clears throat> in the two months since many scripted television series have also shut down, including Netflix's um, Stranger Things, Max's Hacks, um, Showtime's Yellow Jackets, and Apple TV's uh, Severance. Some movies have reportedly also been paused. At this joining writers would force nearly every other show or film that hasn't already been shot into a similar shutdown. Forthcoming seasons of television shows would be delayed indefinitely and movie releases would be pushed back. 
Streaming menus on Netflix and Amazon Prime Video will show no immediate differences, though lovers of the Atlas original series would eventually have to wait longer for their favorites to return. Exceptions would be productions taking place outside the United States and reality shows, game shows, and most daytime talk shows will likely be unaffected. Yes. The two strikes are also casting doubt on the viability of the Emmy Awards, whose nominations are scheduled to be announced on July 12th before a September ceremony. Though the Tony Awards and BET Awards shows managed to go on despite the writer strike. <laughs> so, um, what's happening with the writers, you ask? So, the writers has been seen persistent picketing and some major rallies for two months. But so far, no movement. There are no current negotiations happening between the strikers and the alliance of motion picture and and television producers. Um, yeah, hold on a second. Television producers, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Television producers, yes. So, which represents the studio streaming streamers, excuse me, and production companies in all the industry's union negotiations. Along with the issues they have in common with actors, writers are especially concerned with the shrinking staff that are used on shows, which they call mini rooms. They have they have met much less work and far fewer guarantees of future work. Jeez. Okay, so let's get into a little bit. There's a little bit of good news here, man. There's a little bit of good news here. And this is according to the Hollywood Reporter. Industry insiders concerned about the possibility of Potential actor strike will have to wait a, a little bit longer to know for sure. SAG Astra and Top Studios and Streamers have agreed to extend their current contract negotiations until July 12th at 11.59 p.m. Hopefully this shit works out, man. The two parties announced that they would delay the expiration of the union's current TV theatrical contracts package on Friday, mere hours before those agreements were set to expire at midnight. This move will allow for more time for negotiations and for ongoing projects to continue operating under SAC AFSTRA agreements until the new expiration date. Um, if the two parties do not reach an agreement by the end of the day on July 12th, the union can still call a strike, which, if it came to pass, would be its first targeting major film and television companies in four decades. And coupled with an ongoing writer strike would further hamper the, in the industry. Damn. Uh, well, um, let me let me just say I want to say this though. Um, I want to say this. So this is very, 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 very hard. This is very crazy though, man. And you know, 
I was actually reading somewhere. I forget what website I was reading on. Um, the people in um, hold on a second. The people in um, if I'm not mistaken, was it A M? Hold on a second. Now the people in A M P T P, right? The people over there, right? Um, they I kind of read somewhere that you know they could they they're talking about they can't pay riders because because of the they couldn't pay riders because of the, because of the fact that you know inflation inflation has has been the main culprit we all know inflation has been the main culprit and stuff and it's very 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 hard to actually and it was very hard to actually meet with their demands which is which is which is kind of crazy and this is like for me to understand both sides of the spectrum here um you know what i'm saying i mean it's one thing to to know about inflation that's been going on of course and and yeah i feel for and, and yeah i feel for the riders too you know what i'm saying but at the same token man at the same token um this strike is actually affecting local businesses, including people who are caterers, florists. Um, you just you just name it, man. They're being affected by this rider strike too, and they're losing money as well. And and let's hope we don't have another sequel to another recession, okay? Because we don't need that. We don't need a third one. We don't need a third one. So, so there you have it. Let me just say, yeah. Um, all right. So the two parties announced that they would delay the yeah, the they would delay the expiration of the unions. Um uh let me see the unions, the unions current TV theatrical contracts package on Friday, mere hours before those agreements were set to expire at midnight. Of course, this move will allow for more time for negotiations uh, and for on, ongoing projects to continue operating of the SAC-AFTRA agreements until the new expiration date. Yeah, yeah, I already read that part already. Um, okay, so negotiations are set to continue on Saturday, sources say. The union's TV theatrical negotiating committee wrote, in an open letter to members on Friday night, not to mistake this extension for weakness. The committee explained that it was operating under an unusually abbreviated time frame to negotiate to comprehensive and inclusive deal, and that the decision was made in order to exhaust every opportunity to achieve the righteous contract we all demand and deserve. The letter concluded we see you we hear you we we are you um the union and the alliance of motion picture and television producers is what amptp stands for have been engaged in negotiations since june 7th over a new package of three-year contracts concerning around 160,000 performers um 
with the with this latest negotiation, the union is looking in looking to institute strong protections for members around artificial intelligence, of course, um, AI, of course, robots, um, raise wage floors, amplify streaming residuals, further regulate self-tape auditions, and protect the union's health, retirement, and pension plans. Studios and streamers, meanwhile, are facing economic headwinds at the Wall Street turned on unprofitable streamers and will be looking to rein in spending. The union went into its 2023 round of TV theatrical negotiations with a significant bargaining trip, a strike authorization vote. Nearly 98% of its voting members greenlit a potential strike if negotiators decided to call on after the TV theatrical contracts expire on June 30th. Union negotiators negotiators suggested in a message to members on Saturday that talks with employers have been fruitful. In a video sent to members on Saturday, SAG-AFTRA president and natural, natural, no, excuse me, national executive director and chief negotiator Duncan Crabtree, Ireland said the negotiations have been extremely productive. Attic Dresser, we're standing strong and we're going to achieve a seminal deal. But this update appeared to spark concern from some high profile members that negotiations might be settling settling too early. On Tuesday, hundreds of high profile SAG-AFTRA members told union leaders in a letter that they were prepared to strike in order to reach a transformative deal. Well, um, okay, so let's see what happens. All right, we're going to, I'm going to keep track of this, man. I'm going to keep track of this, see what happens on the week of July 12th, which is next week, by the way. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah, it's next week, by the way. Um, let's see. And um, let's see. Um anyway, um, let's get to let's get to uh some other TV stuff, man. CBS Studios dropping the CW network to be independent. Let's find out why, man. Let's find out why. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's see. This is crazy. Hold on one second. All right, hold on. Sneakers lovers. Okay. All right, so. CBS Studios. Um, go 
independent. Wait a second. Yes, goes independent. Goes independent by dropping the CW. CW network. Okay. All right. So um, let me just get to here. Here it is. Um, all right. So. All right. So. The CW is about to lose lose eight important affiliates. The CBS owned and operated stations that are currently affiliated with the Next Star owned network will become independent in September. The affected stations are WPSG Philadelphia, DUPA Atlanta, KBCW San Francisco, KSTW Seattle. WTOG Tamper St. Petersburg, Petersburg, WKBD Detroit, K, K Max Sacramento, and WPCW Pittsburgh. These markets represent 13.9% of US, excuse me, US TV households. This will give the CBS station, stations group a total of 14 CBS television network stations and 13 independent stations. We look forward to reimagining these stations as independents while leveraging the, the considerable value of their primetime real estate in each of the markets, said Wendy um, McMahon. President and co-head CW, no, excuse me, C, CBS News and Stations. It's an exciting time to look at new opportunities to add local programming, including live sports and shows from across the Paramount global global brands. We are also grateful to have been part of the CW for 17 memorable years, and wish our partners at NextStar continued success. The change was expected. When Nextstar acquired the CW last year, CBS had the right to pull its affiliations. According to one source familiar with the deal, it was part of a it was part of the arrangement, said the source. Currently, there are 203 CW stations that cover 99.9, no, excuse me, 99.5% of US households since the, our acquisitions acquisition of the CW network last October, we have known that Paramount Global might transition the network affiliations of eight of its company-owned stations later this year, according to a statement from the from the statement from Nextstar Media Group. We are prepared for this possibility and confident that the CW network will continue reaching 100% of U.S. television households without interruption. Paramount's decision affects a limited portion of the CW's nationwide reach, and we have already received multiple expressions of interest from station groups hoping to deepen their relationship with the CW by aligning more of their stations with the network. Another sign that CBS was um, bar- 
beginning to break away from next star was when cw announced it would carry the liv um tourney tourneys since cw affiliates are only contractually obligated to air primetime programming all eight of the cbs owned cw affiliates declined to air the weekend tourneys so did the Weigel own CW affiliate WCIU in Chicago and Tegna own CW stations like KFMB in San Diego and C and excuse me WCCT in Hartford, New Haven, Connecticut. And markets like Chicago, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Tampa, and Hartford, where CBS and Wigo have those CW affiliates of the local stations and or dig 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 will air LIV instead. <clears throat> a spokesman for CBS declined to comment at the time about the decision to, to keep LIV off the group, though it was like because of the network's long-standing relationship with the PGA. Ah, man. Damn. Damn, man. That 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 right there is just crazy. And I'm not even going to get into the comments, man, because I'm not going to get into the comments because I guess because there's some other topics to get into as well. So now this right here, look, man. The CW um, network, um, from what people from what people are seeing in the comments on this on social media, including Instagram as well, is that it, it there's a chance that it might be there's a chance that it might be um, going down the tubes or whatever, or some shit like that. And <laughs> honestly. I don't know, man. This is just, this is just crazy, though, man. You know, not even crazier than the stupid ass, stupid ass reality TV shows. And I got one word to say about reality TV shows. Boring. And of course, and of course. <laughs> A lot of people were seeing. A lot of people were seeing that the CW network, especially the channel on, on the cable, is actually mostly crashing and burning. Yeah, sorry I had to do that though, folks. But <laughs> it's just to prove my point though, man. Um <laughs> oh shit. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> oh man. Um all right, so um let's go over the highlights from the Met Gala. And then, yeah, let's go over the highlights of the Met Gala. Um, let's see. All right, so 
and then I'll get to the music releases and stuff. Um, yeah. All right, highlights of the Met Gala. Here we go. Um, and this is this is according to Vogue. Um, so this is according to to Vogue actually. So there's some highlights um from the Met Gala. Um, of course, dress stars from the 2023 Met Gala. Some highlights. There's some pictures actually. It actually some pictures actually. Um. And uh, obviously, um, there's a couple of people. Hold on a minute, man. There's got to be some. There's got to be some some statements here. There's a whole list, man. There's a whole list. A whole list, actually. Not yeah. Latest stories. Okay, so. Um. Yeah, this is just um. All right, so let me hold on a second. Let me just take a look at something real quick. Hold on a second. Um. Okay. All right. Um. All right. I'm gonna use New York. I'm gonna use the New York Post for this one. Um, yeah, for this one right here, this is crazy. All right, so of course, stars showed up in droves for the 2023 Met Gala, dressing to impress in honor of late designer Carl Langefeld. Uh, this year, the exhibit at Manhattan's Metropolitan Museum of Art is dedicated dedicated to Langefeld, whose 65 year career saw him at the helms of Chloe, Fendi, and Chanel. For though, for some honoring Lagerfeld, met wearing vintage Chanel, Penelope Cruz, and Dua Lipa, to name a few, while others interpreted the, the theme as an opportunity to dress up like his beloved cat, um, Choupette, like Jared Leto, Doja Cat, and Lil Nas X. Several celebrities, um, dug into Lagerfeld's archives for fashion's big night out, including Nicole Kidman, who do, who donned the gown from her iconic 2004 Chanel um, Number no. Five commercial, while Margot Robbie wore a remake of Cindy Crawford's 1993 um, Chanel dress. Um, yes, yeah, so this is. Uh, this is this is okay. So this is Eddie and Han, Hannah Redmayne. Um, let's see. Hang on a second here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Alexander, uh, Alexander McQueen, and uh, Rihanna, of course. Um. Rihanna showed up. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on a second. Wait a minute. What the hell did I do? 
Yeah, Rihanna showed up extremely late in it. Custom Valentino silk um, valet dress. Of course, Asar Rocky was included as well. Um, <laughs> of course, Asar Rocky also in Gucci. This is crazy. And um, Serena Williams was able to sneak in an extra guest to the 2023 Met Gala on Monday. The tennis star announced she and tech mogul husband Alexis Ohanian are expecting another child in an Instagram post showing off their gala outfits. We're so excited when Anna Wintour invited the three of us to the Met Gala. She wrote on the post with pictures showing her slight baby bump. Um, Obviously, um, Williams gave birth to daughter Alexis Olympia Ohanian Jr. in September 2021. Williams, age 41, wore a black Gucci outfit and the gala theme of Carl Langefeld a line of beauty. And Simu Lu um, in Versace, Ben Platt in a Chanel suit and Christian Louis Vuitton, no, Louboutin shoes. Pusha T, who's always having ground beef with everybody, <laughs> um, in a Tom Brown, um, Tom Brown suit along with the, uh, yeah, Tom Brown suit actually. <laughs> um, Tom Brown suit. Stefan Diggs, um, and Tommy Hilfiger, Brittany Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes, um, and Boss. Edward Ennisville and Alexander McQueen, Michaela Diamond. And Carolina Herrera and jury by Pascal Bruni. Vera Wang, don't know who she is, in her own design. Georgina Chapman, um, not sure what the hell she's wearing, but whatever. Um, Bradley Cooper and Tom Ford, Lily James, and Tamara Roth Couture. So there you have it right there. Um, Jack Harlow um, and custom Tommy Hilfiger, Olivia Rodrigo and Tom Brown, Stephanie um, H. Sue, Stephanie Sue um, and Valentino, Cardi B in Chapang Studio, Eric Badu in Marnie. Um, Oliver Roostang, Roostang, um, basically, <laughs> oh man, not sure what he's, not sure what he's wearing, but, and, uh, Jared Leto, um, of course, <laughs> age 51 paid homage to the late Carl Lagerford's cat. Chupette at the 2023 Met Gala Monday night. The actor and musician, notoriously known for his outlandish uh, Met costumes of past years, donned a full white furry cat character, 
costume only revealing he was underneath further down the carpet. Um, the theme of this year's costume institute exhibit exhibition is Carl Lagerford, a line of beauty, and Leto's costume matches the real life Chupette's piercing blue eyes and brown and pink nose. He eventually took the costume off and posed for more pics in a black assemble complete with a matching cape. Jeremy Pope in Balmain. Alexandra um, Daddario in Dior. Um, of course, obviously, the the play that the the played their cards right. The Kardashians made a grand appearance at the Met Gala this year, following allegations they would they wouldn't step foot on the red carpet. Kim wore a skimpy, form-fitting gown dripping in pearls, and OD to the iconic Chanel looks fashioned by Carl Lagerford. The evening's honoree. Um, I just wanted to feel glamorous, she said on the carpet, admitting she just wanted to have a good time. I took a shot before I came with my sister, said the first sister in the Kardashian-Jenner family to make a gala appearance tonight. Uh, Stella, McCarthy, Stella McCarthy and Aubrey Plaza um, and Stella McCarthy. Tiana Taylor in Tom Brown, Pedro Pascal in Valentino, Viola Davis in Valentino Harte Couture, Mary G. Blige in Bur Burberry, uh, Lily Aldridge um, in Oscar de la Renta, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas in Valentino. Um, Mark Jacobs and Paris Hilton and Mark Jacobs. <laughs> um, Allison Williams in Patel. Thames Fremont singer in Robert One. Alton Mason in Carl Lagerford. J-Lo in Ralph Lauren. Miranda Kerr in Dior. And Devon um, Aoki and Jeremy Scott, Jody Comer in Burberry, Janelle Monet in Tom Brown, Cara Delevingne and Carl Lagerford, Young Miami in Custom Act and One, Simone Porte, um, Jack Mus and Bad Bunny. Um, um Jack Mus. <laughs> Sabrina um and Idris Alba um and Gucci. Um Giselle Butchin um sizzled as she arrived solo at the Met Gala on Monday night following her highly publicized divorce from Tom Brady last year. 42-year-old supermodel was in high spirits as she arrived at the event, making her first red carpet since the separation. Um, 
Butch and cheerfully spun around for the cameras in the vintage white Chanel column um, gown, which she wore, which she first wore back in 2007 in a fashion editorial, Carl Lagerford, the model to added a white long feather jacket to complete her show-stopping look. Um, Diddy in a custom Sean John, Kendall Jenner in Marc Jacobs, Gigi Hadid in, doesn't say what she wore, um, doesn't say what she wore, but, um, anyway, anyway, I think that's it, man. I think that's it for I think that's it for this um highlights of the Mangala. All right, let's um hang on a second. This this some other stuff that I wanted to actually get to. Um uh let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um hold on. All right. Um. Let's get to. Let me. Let's get to. Um. All right. Let's get to some music releases. Ah man. Um. Music releases for June. Um. Let me get to that right now. Um. Forgive me. I don't know what's going on here, but. Sorry about that. Um, um, just a sec. Um, I'll get back to it though, man. Um, I don't know what's taking so long. Um, let's see. Let's see. All right. Um, now, the name of the episode, by the way, um, in case you don't know, um, is called "You Like Tacos Plus Burritos on the on the Side," which is dedicated to National Burrito Day. All right. So let's get it to it right here. Don't know what's going on here, but. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay, wait a minute here. Okay, hold on a second. Just a sec.
Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to National Burrito, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 get to let's get to this though, man. Um, let's see. All right. Um, of course. Um, I wasn't aware of this 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 food holiday right here. So, National Burrito Day is celebrated on the first Thursday on April in April. Um on April 4th this year. The day celebrates everyone's appreciation for burritos. The Mexican dish is popular all over the world, but it has only been offered in American restaurants since the 1930s. Can you imagine a time where burritos didn't exist? Celebrate today's holiday with us by eating as many burritos as you want. We're not here to judge. And, um, and of course, National Burrito Day celebrates the Mexican wrap with the delicious fillings on the first Thursday of April, which is April fourth of this year. Yeah, got it. We got that part. We we understand that part though. Now, the history of National Burrito Day. Um, who doesn't love burritos? The Mexican dish is a national favorite, and everyone likes their burrito a certain way, with beans or meat salsa cheese, lettuce, sour cream, and vegetables. There's a debate on whether rice belongs in a burrito, <laughs> which I've seen that before, actually. Um, the oldest historical um, mention, um, historical mention of a burrito appears in, a, in the, the, the dictionary of Mexican Mexicanism in 1895, meaning little donkey in Spanish. It's possible the term refers to the packs and bedrolls donkeys once carried. Uh, the definition explained that a burrito was rolled tortilla with meat or other food within. The dish uh, first became um, popular in um, um, Guanajuato and Guerrero before its popularity moved northward to the United States. Modern burritos um, originated near Fresno and Stockton, California before appearing on restaurant menus in the 1930s, starting at the El Chapo. El Cholo Spanish Cafe in Los Angeles. Recipes for the popular dish first appeared in 1934 in Erner Ferguson's Mexican cookbook. Burritos have changed over time. American burritos have many ingredients, while Mexican burritos have, are only filled with meat and beans. The first frozen burrito was sold in 1964. Fried burritos are now affectionately known as um, chimichangas. <laughs> Breakfast burritos were introduced in 1975 by Tia Sofia's in Santa Fe, New Mexico. The breakfast meal consists of a tortilla stuffed with bacon, potatoes, chili, and cheese. Taco Bell lunch is own popular version of a breakfast burrito in 2014. Burritos can be enjoyed by nearly everyone, making it one of the most widely eaten Mexican dishes across the globe. National Burrito Day gives you the perfect opportunity to fill your hungry belly with your favorite Mexican flavors. And um, yes, so, and yes, the timeline, yes, um, from 1895, 
uh, book of burritos. Burritos are mentioned in the dictionary. Yeah, I already, uh, yeah, I already got that part. Um, I already mentioned that. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, waffle day. Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm gonna do that topic next year, man. I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it this year. I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> and I wasn't even aware of National Chocolate Fish Day. So I'm going to leave that for a future episode. <laughs> all right. So, um, oh, my gosh, man. I can't keep up with all of this. Um, anyway, um, with savory fillings such as chicken and beef and a medley of other ingredients such as vegetables, rice, and cheese. Burritos are flavor-packed and loved by many. Not only this, the condiments, guacamole, salsa, and pico de, ga de gallo um, have a separate fan base. Traditions for the day are to enjoy as many variations of the burrito as possible. Get-togethers are hosted with burritos on the menu and different meat vegetable and cheese options are available authentic mexican burritos have thin and small tortillas whereas um whereas the shebra the the shebrata burritos are on the spicier side Woo! wow people try different types of burritos and even go out of their comfort zone by trying burritos containing obscure ingredients such as French fries and sushi. Oh shit! Burritos have also have variations. The burrito bowl and ch um, chimichanga, um, which equally get attention on National Burrito Day. Many Mexican restaurants and eateries have special offers on burritos and or limited additional um, addition flavors to celebrate the day. And I'm not even going to go, well, the num I'm not even going to go by the numbers though, man. Um, yes, I'm not even going to go by the numbers. So this is like numbers and stuff. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm not even going by the numbers actually, but um, um, y'all could look at the numbers on nationaltoday.com/slash National Burrito Day, and you're gonna see by the numbers. You can look at that for yourselves. Um, and um, let's see. Of course, obviously, how how to celebrate and how to how to celebrate as far as fun activities. You can make burritos, host a party, visit your local family restaurant. Um, it's a popular American cuisine. It has more options than you think. It's also popular in Mexico. Fast food chains love it. It's also a street food. And uh, yeah, it inspires arguments like no other day. They are infinitely customizable. No forks are required. No need we say more. Yeah. Um. So, yes. So, yes. Um. Yes, 2023 of April 6th. No, 
2023, April 6th, 2024, April 4th of next year, April 3rd, um, 2025. So there you have it right there. Okay, now we go to the uh, music, uh, the, the music releases that I was supposed to get to, um, um, which I do apologize. I don't know what happened with my browser, but let's get it. Let's get into it though. Hold on. Let's see. Um, where is it? Okay, um, let's see, um, all right, there it is, um, come on, okay, um, so according to the insider, we got some releases that's, that's, that happened in June, so obviously, uh, obviously, the biggest album, seven biggest albums dropping in July 2023. Taylor Swift, Mahalia, and Blur all have projects dropping. Another anticipated release comes courtesy of Post Malone, who is releasing Austin on July 28th. Of course, Taylor Swift, Speak Now, is okay, July 7th. Rita Ora, Rita Ora You and I. July 14th, Mahalia IRL, um, July 14th, Cool in the Gang, People Just Want to Have Fun, July 14th, and of course the Barbie sound, the Barbie movie soundtrack, um, July 21st, Blur, The Ballad of Darren, also coming out July 21st. And um, of course, Post Malone's album, Austin, July 28th. Yes. All right. So, um, okay. Um, I think we, uh, oh, wait. The June releases that actually happened. Yeah, so the June releases, of course, obviously, uh, let me just go over it, actually. So the June releases, um, Moneybag Yo, Hard to Love, uh, Tootsie, um, Najur, already came out June 2nd. Um, of course, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack already came out June 2nd. Um... Juni, um, Juni shit tums. <laughs> oh shit. Um, not sure who that is, but uh, obviously, um, let's see. Terminology: The Summer Pack, June second. X rated: A Prayer in Hell. <laughs> uh, Bobby Fishgale, local Joker. Um. Boosie Badass Best Album of Best Album of 2023. Um yeah, the, the deluxe edition. Um, of course, Metro Boomin, um Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack already came out June 5th. Vic Mensa 93 to 23, Victor Playlist, uh Baby Tron 6, Kenny Mason 6, 
Doughboy BZ, Static Selector, Round Trip. And of course, you have Sexy Red, Hood, Hottest Princess, Boldy J. <laughs> <laughs> Baldy James and Chan Hayes, Prisoner of Circumstance. <laughs> um, Fat Trail, Nightmare on E Street 2. <laughs> Raw 49, Four God 2. <laughs> um, Raw Swish, Nine Shots in the Ruger. Um, Sean Smith, Hope Dealer. Um, Wiz Khalifa, Sela. Oh, Wiz Khalifa, see ya, excuse me. Um, Solfago, go plus. <laughs> Lil B, bitch mob the album. <laughs> Killer Mike, Michael. Uh, cool Keith, Black Elvis 2. Mike Dimes, Texas Boy, the legendary trackster, trackster, Chicago. Um, Hit Boy, Surf or Drown 2. BK the ruler, love Nirvana. HD been dope. What can what can they say? Ombre, who's loving you? Skiller baby, we eat the most. Um, Tailband Duda, Tailband versus Duda. Um, I see twat. <laughs> Have mercy on us. Um, KG Jorge, uh, Baby Drill Madman, um, Coy Ray Coy came out. Young Thug Business is Business. Uh, Key Glock, Glaucoma 2. Baby Money, Young Nigga Old School. Um, Central City, Big Frida. Little Papa, Half Man, Half Vamp. Danny Towers and DJ Scheme, Safe House, um, Kenzo B, Top 2, Not 2, uh, Theophilus, London, TL, um, and uh, Baby, Fishscale, Fishscale Way, Mac Miller, um, watching movies with the sound off, 10th anniversary, uh, Young Thug, business is business, business is business, um version. Uh, Currency and Harry Fraud, Vices. Um, Little Uzi Vert, Pink Tape. V V's, Ganger. Uh, Rilo Rodriguez, Ben, ben One. Uh, Father, Husband Two. Um, Coda, The Friend. Protea, Q the Fool, Home Detection, Alchemist, Flying High, um, Terrace, Martin, Fine Tune, Tubi, Lou, Decent, and of course, The Weekend, The Idol, Volume 1 soundtrack. Okay. 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 So, Charlemagne the God and um, D. Susan Merrill hosted the Daily Show. Okay, let's get into it. Um, all right, so 
Yes. So, um, yes. Yeah, so they've been hosting the they've been hosting the Daily Show since Trevor Noah's departure from the Daily Show in December 2022. The late night program has been a plethora of guest hosts, including Chelsea Handler, D.L. Huey, Leslie Jones, Wanda Sykes, Marlon Wayans, Roy Wood Jr., and more. Now, Lenard, Charlemagne the God, McKelvey, and Daniel DeSus Nice um, Baker will show off their satirical commentary skills this May and June. Comedy Central recently announced the Breakfast Club and Hell of, of a Week host would be taking over the news series beginning May 15th and they soon starting June 26th, which already happened. Who do you think I'm pissed off the week I do um, the daily show? I need all Breakfast Club AM and the brilliant idiots listeners to get tickets to, to be um, to be into the audience whose plans on not watching who plans on not watching let's discuss see guy wrote on instagram announcing his hosting gig they took to his instagram as well to let fans know that he's beyond excited to be back on your screens this summer shouts to the daily show for letting by coastal Desus cook <laughs> um man I didn't really get aware of this. Both media mavens have a knack for sharing their own unhinged commentary as Charlemagne, Charlemagne just wrapped up his latest season of Comedy Central's Hell of a Week, uh, formerly known as The God's Honest Truth, and also hosted this, the MTV2 series Uncommon Sense in the past. As for Day Seuss, he spent two seasons alongside with media personality, the, the Kid Mero, on their joint uh, Viceland talk show before moving to Showtime in 2019 for their Bodega Boys podcast. The two split from working together last year. Now, two, the two will be embarking on a journey that Trevor Noah has left behind. The South African um, comedian joined The Daily Show host as as host in 2015. I realized that after the seven years, my time is up. He said during the show's last episode with him as host, but in the most beautiful way, honestly, I love, ho I loved hosting the show. It's been one of the, my greatest challenges. It's been one of my greatest joys. The 38 year old added, I have loved trying to figure out how to make people laugh even when the stories are particularly shitty on the worst days, <laughs> we laughed together, we cried together, but after seven years, I felt like it's time. Um, Comedy Central also released a statement following his departure, which read, um, we are grateful to Traveler for our amazing partnership over the past seven years with no timetable for his departure. We're working together on the next steps. And uh, as we look ahead, we're excited for the next chapter in the 25 plus year history of The Daily Show as it continues to redefine culture through sharp and hilarious social commentary, helping audiences make sense of the world around them. Make sure you, you already mentioned. So May 15th to 18th already happened, June 26th, 29th. I guess you can rewatch, you can rewatch it and stuff on Comedy Central's um, uh, 
Comedy Central's um, page or whatever, but um, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, anyway, let me just, uh, let me, uh, let me just go to, uh, all right. Now I want to go to, I want to go to, um, let me see. All right, I want to go to. Uh, I want to go to the new, the new um, sculpture by Brooklyn Bridge. Let me see if I can find it. New sculpture of the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, let me see if I can find it. New sculpture of the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm not sure about that, but ah <sighs> oh, man, um. No sculpture of the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm not sure exactly, but not sh not sure exactly, but um, ah, uh, it is. Okay, so um. This is crazy. Okay. So, um, let's see. Brooklyn Bridge Park has a new public sculpture that re references the border wall, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so. Um, let's see. Anyone can walk through this towering new sculpture in Brooklyn Bridge Park that shouts in all caps land. Uh, but anyone cannot walk through certain lands, especially at border crossings, that juxtaposition comes into stark relief at this recently installed 30-foot sculpture that simultaneously invokes pop art and questions the legacy of colonization. Um, okay, let's... All right. Um, all right, let me just... Uh, let me just get through all this. Okay, let me just skip through all this though, man. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so the work questions, the concept of the border walls which cut across land and water restricting access to the migratory routes necessary for various life forms. This piece, um, hold on a second. Yes, um, this piece, um, hold on a second. Okay, um, yes, this piece, this new piece of public art looks similar to the iconic pop art love statue, but upon closer exam examination, the sculpture reads land repeated, blah, blah, blah. I already read that part. Anyway, um, yes, uh, this piece, however, defeats the purpose of a wall as a barrier to entry, instead focusing on the indigenous connection with the land and mutual sustainability that transcends borders. Indigenous care for land and community is rooted in connection based on mutual sustainability rather than nationalism or capitalism. This perspective um, always embodies a deep respect for life any life beyond any single generation 
in every um, language. There is land, there is land um, questions, barriers to land, which directly reflects barriers to love, love for land, community, and future generations. Gallen has said in a statement, um, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna leave it right here. I'm gonna, I wanna get to some fun activities to do for um, the 4th of July. Um, some fun places for people to do for the 4th of July, which is tomorrow. Um, let me just get to Los Angeles. Um, let's get to Los Angeles. So there's some stuff to do for Los Angeles. Um, if you're in the Los Angeles area, this is for you. LA Galaxy versus LAFC, Rose Bowl fireworks. Um, America Fest at the Rose Bowl has been squashed due to budget reasons, but this MLS match certainly isn't a bad substitute thanks to a bit of inclement weather at the start of the season. The LA Galaxy and LF, LAFC will now play in Pasadena on July 4th, which is tomorrow with a post-match fireworks show shot off from the adjacent Brookside golf course. Melrose Rooftop Theater, West Hollywood Ultra Chic Rooftop Bar LP is showing. What else? Independence Day, it's 4th of July, uh, a fresco screening. Cinespia Cemetery Screenings. It isn't summer in LA until the first cemetery screenings. Uh, bring hordes of movie lovers to Hollywood Forever, totting, folding chairs, picnic baskets, snack spreads, and lots of booze. And for the fourth, Cinespia is screening Pee Wee's Big Adventure with a fireworks finale. And of course, 4th of July fireworks in Marina Del Rey. Uh, yes. Uh, there's something about watching fireworks over the ocean every year in Marina Del Rey. Fireworks explode over the Marina Channel and spectators gather all, all over to watch at Burton Chase Park or Fisherman's Village as well as from Marina's Mother's Beach Waterfront Hotels and Restaurants and on Boats. Fireworks start at 9 p.m. and usually last for about 20 minutes. Arrive early to areas, county, lots. So you can go to timeout.com slash Los Angeles slash things to do best 4th of July events. Um, if you're in the L.A. area, go to your laptop. You can check it out for yourself. Um, and, of course, uh, um, event L.A. events, activities, and things to do. You can check that out, too. Um, of course, um, places to, to watch the fireworks in New York. Um, so this is pertaining to the Macy's 4th of July fireworks. So they'll be launched in the East River Center around Midtown Manhattan between East 26th and East 40th Streets. Um, so what is the Macy's 4th of July fireworks show? Over 60,000 shells, shells. Uh, are launched off five different barges along the East River. The, act, the extravaganza lasts 
25 minutes and features, according to Macy's itself, a host of shells and numerous effects in 30 colors and shapes. New new effects this year include a wild, wide waving flag created by a combination of red, white, and blue palm and strobing shells and sunflower rings, red stop sign shapes effects and new ghost pyro that turns from one color to another okay so this year's pyrotechnic design will feature the most dynamic collection of animated shells ever launched during macy's annual spectacle macy said in its press release the resulting pyrotechnic power will span a mile across the East River in the multi-layer presentation reaching dramatic heights of 1,000 feet to the water's edge. Okay, so... Okay, so... So, uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, let me see. So, here are the locations, actually. So... Other than, okay, so in Manhattan, First Day Avenue and East 42nd Street, First Day Avenue and East 34th Street, uh, First Day Avenue and East 20th Street, in Queens Gantry Plaza State Park, in Brooklyn, Newtown Barge Park, Transmitter Park, and Marsha P. Johnson State Park. That's also included in the location as well. So the Macy's 4th of July fireworks uh, begins at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on NBC. That's tomorrow night. If you plan on watching it on TV, go to your local channels, your local cable channel to watch. And if you are not in the New York area, you can check your local listings as well. Um. So there you have it right there. Oh, wait. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, um, let me see. There's any um. Yes. So I think I covered this. All right. Um, that's timeout.com/slash um. Things to do for the Fourth of July um, in New York City, and Brooklyn um in Brooklyn, Manhattan, and. Queens, I suggest you get there early so you don't miss your chance to have a great view to watch the fireworks. And and of course, in case anybody's wondering about the whistling fireworks, it's the it's the uh it's the rockets, all right? I forget the name of it, but but um I'll get back to y'all on that one. And yes, there we have it right there, folks, man. This has been um this has been a major great episode right here. And let's get to our very last segment, which includes, uh, hold on a second, which includes um, street choices on the go. Forgive me if I didn't get a chance to get to um, um, munchies and drinks. I'll save that for next time. So street choices on the go it is. Let's do this. All right, folks. 
if you like what you heard in today's episode and as far as like the the places that i just mentioned to you to watch the fireworks whether you are in the la area of california or the new york area of brooklyn manhattan and queens um like i said get try to get there if you plan on going to watch the fireworks in face to face you you might want to get there early so you don't miss your chance to get a good view of the fireworks because because i must tell you it's going to be crowded all right so if you go to lincoln bar of course you can follow this you can follow the show right here on facebook and instagram off the meat rat chains new york new york podcast alongside with my sports platform, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast and Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, as well as myself, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, which is G Money Stacks Triple Five in Queens, New York. Turn your notifications and be sure to um, be sure to keep an eye on when each episode is going to be dropping. So, um, without further ado, um, let's go to um, where you can um, listen to the episodes. So it's Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music Breaker, Bullhorn FM, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Play FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Pod Ham, Pod Polo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Pod Chaser, Podverse, Podcast Guru, Podvine, Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters. Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the number one app for radio, video, and podcasts. No, the, yeah, radio, radio, music, radio, and podcasts. Excuse me. Um, you don't need a debit card or credit card to download iHeartRadio or any of the apps whatsoever. So be sure to follow my New York Avenue podcast that's also on there. Um, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast and the Sports Edition show. Yeah, the Sports Edition show. Um, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast is also on there as well. And, of course, do the same. Do the same for YouTube right here. Make sure you grab the subscribe button on three of my YouTube channel pages, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, the sports YouTube channel page, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and G Money Stacks Triple Five on on where you see the New York episodes on there as well. So um, let me make sure that, let me make sure that I mentioned, make sure you leave a like and a comment along with the episodes. You can donate whatever amount of money to, you could could donate whatever amount of money to, um, to support the podcast on my PayPal, on my, on my um, cash app, whatever it is, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? And make sure you download the episodes, share the episodes, and of course, and of course, share the episodes, share the videos, actually. Yes, share the videos, listen, stream, watch these episodes, and tell a friend to another friend. And of course, you know, word of mouth is important. Spread the word to everybody. And of course, be sure to be sure to share the link that says Linktree slash um, G Money Stacks Triple Five alongside with the podcast with your husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, the people you cool with from work and everywhere else where you meet new people. 
I'm your man, G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Greg in here. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in and rocking with me on episode 273. And I, I do appreciate you guys for tuning in and everything else in between. And remember, the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off. You want to make sure that you that you find and find and look for something, look for your niche, find your voice. And of course, that clicks to you mentally, mentally, creatively, physically, and spiritually that gets you into your zone alongside a ton of vision. And remember, you don't need validation from other people. You need to validate yourself. All right. Nobody's gonna validate you. Nobody's gonna validate you, but you. You don't need permission from other people. You know what I'm saying? More support is what really matters here. So, I'm a baddie here, man. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy your Fourth of July celebration. Be careful out there. Be safe, and of course, you know, be aware of the 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 the, the service changes of the subway lines and bus lines and all the other stuff check your um check your local listings on your apps and everything to know what's going on with the with the trains with the train lines um changes and bus line changes all right and get there early to watch the fireworks i'm out of here peace out one love good night and enjoy the rest of your fourth of july weekend nighty night Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, 
comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services includes Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.